0: You are listening to the Risk Insights Blogcast. This is an audio version of a blog article. The article was originally published on the website riskinsights.com.au. You can find a link to the article in the show notes. In this episode, we set out three key principles for data and analytics governance within internal audit, we will abbreviate this to DGIA. A core set of guidelines that we, as internal audit professionals, can check ourselves against in planning for and using data and analytics. This is the third article in the DGIA series. The two previous articles. 1. Outlined why the use of data within the IA team, for example, for audits, should be specifically, and differently, governed. We'll explore this again in the background section later. 2. Provided a point of view about keeping access to data that is collected or used by the audit team, open to the whole audit team, where appropriate. In preparation for further articles on this topic, let's lay some of the key principles out. This is an important foundational step, as they will be used to guide our discussions going forward. You will be aware of the 10 core principles. According to the IIA, as mandatory guidance, these taken as a whole, articulate internal audit effectiveness. Each data and analytics governance principle below can be linked to one or more of the core principles, those that they relate to or are closely aligned to. Note, this is not a comprehensive set of principles, they represent our view of the more important ones to focus on. Background, why we need to specifically govern data and analytics within IA. Governance of data and analytics within the internal audit function is not a new concept at all. But with the increasing use of data within IA, there is a growing need to consider different approaches and solidify our thinking about this. The way in which data and analytics needs to be governed within IA is a bit different to mainstream, read, first and second line, approaches. This is because of the way in which IA teams use data and analytics. As an example, consider these three differences. 1. Capturing and processing data. The first and second lines do this routinely. Internal audit does not, except for some specifics like audit issues in a tracking database. This means IA needs different types of access controls, i.e., not the typical ERP access thinking. 2. Combining data from different domains. The first and second lines do this sometimes. Internal audit does this often. The combined data sets may be more sensitive than the underlying individual data sets. 3. Using data to identify potential internal fraud. The first and second lines do this within specific teams only. Internal audit does this across the team. Again, heightened sensitivity, affecting the entire function. What this all means is that we need to think differently. Not with a consistently stricter set of controls, but with the right set of controls, designed for the unique requirements of an IA function. In some cases, For example, the way that we classify data, we may need to a higher level of sensitivity. In other cases, for example, user access, we may need a more open approach to access within the team. The principles, then, can help us focus our thinking. These three principles, and the associated guidance, are designed to provide a starting point. A common set of expectations that can be applied across our teams and our audits. Principle 1. Data security maintain risk-adjusted safeguards. In a previous article, we advocated for open access to data, that is, granting access to the entire audit team, not only those team members that were involved in the particular audit for which data was used. In that article, we indirectly outlined a link between opening access up to the broader team and the independence principle, is objective and free from undue influence. Now opening access up, with a few restrictions, will be typical the approach that most teams will take. But first you need to make an informed, defensible decision regarding what your approach will be. That is, whether you will open access up completely, the whole audit team, restrict access to only the individuals involved in the audit, or open access up with a few restrictions. So you could follow these five steps as a guide. 1. Determine what the organizational security, classification and confidentiality expectations are check whether the classifications cover audit scenarios. Is there audit data that is more sensitive than the existing classifications, or do you need to be explicit about where certain types of audit data, for example, where there is suspicion of fraud, pre-approval by the audit committee of the classification of such data would be prudent. 2. Consider the 8 exceptions listed in this article, or perhaps others, and what you will need to do if any of them apply to you. 3. Assuming that you have decided to open access up, determine whether you need to ring-fence certain types of datasets. 4. Determine how you will implement the access privileges, pay particular attention to making source data read-only for everyone, and audit files read-only for anyone not involved in the audit, if this has not already been done. 5. Seek approval, for example, an exemption, if your approach is going to differ from the organizational expectation. Noting that this is usually a courtesy request. Then implement the approach. Principles 2 and 3 are more like groupings of principles than individual items themselves. This is deliberate. We find it easier to think about them together and the individual items as sub-principles. You may prefer to separate them out for your use. Principle 2. Data and Analytics Quality, Audience, Objective, Quality Assurance. We will explore this topic in more detail in our next article, the fourth in this series. Principle 3 Benefit Maximization, Share Lessons, Identify Other Risks, Continuous Improvement. We will explore this topic in more detail in a future article, the fifth in this series. Do you have a specific approach to governing data and analytics within your IA team? That's the end of this article. You can find more information and a link to the original article in the show notes. For more advice on analyzing data for audits, you can find the Data Confident Internal Auditor on Amazon, with bonus resources available at data-confident.com. The book aims to demystify the use of data in internal audits through practical, step-by-step guidance.